0: and action and welcome everybody this is pmp weekly episode 231 it is 8th of january 2024 and we are back from the holiday break Woo! had a good one totally fast one it was w- one. it was weird
1: so i was i was away for two weeks the first week felt like it would go really slow it would be really quick, Like oh my god i have all this time off you know i'm gonna <laughs> do this and that and then before i knew the week was gone and the second week was just gone back to work yeah what yeah where did it that go <laughs>
0: that's fair that is fair. i only had some few extra days here and there which was good catching up on things and processing like 68 videos and all of that stuff queuing them up and and all of that so it's actually quite relaxing it's it's kind of the what's the it's it's kind of work it's nice work every now and then when you don't need to think too much you're basically doing just you know executing 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 excellent no creative work Um, Because you're relaxing. Okay,
1: I'll remember that. Whenever I have like 20 million changes to do, I'll give (laughs) it to you so that you know that that, that you relax, and I will too. Yes, Vesa, can you just please
0: process 20 million
1: PRs? Because I'm just and I will do.
0: But it's different kind of work than we typically do. That's that's the whole point. So it's kind of a you know. Correct flipping away from the it's not comfort zone but it's flipping away from the typical set of things what we do and it's actually quite relaxing as well and then don't need to work too late because nobody else was working so it was it was quite nice so but now we're back and we can see all of the evenings getting filled with meetings and all of that stuff right so yep. a bit. It depends on how you're working. So. I mean the evenings are filled with meetings, but nah,
1: not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are fair. meetings, correct.
0: That is fair. The, well, it depends on our roles and depends on our things. And and again, in my case, it's it's a choice of you know the, the work how we do. So and having yeah. meetings in the evening means that you're gonna have free time on the daytime. So it's not too bad. It's always the how how can you work every single day so late? Well, no, I have my free time before. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> mental mindset cool anyway so today uh we do have an interview uh queued up as well who's the, our uh, guest today today our guest is Lindsay sheldon
1: so yes, we're gonna talk about a,
0: her career her journey mvp i know she's she's an mvp no she's not she, an mvp I, I yes she no is. she's I think, no. I think she got We'll get back to that one in the interview. (laughs) We will know afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) She is an MVP. She is an MVP. On the Power Platform side, yes.
1: Business apps MVPs. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: Excellent. We're going to have a quick discussion with her. We did actually last time we met in in Las Vegas in the spring uh, with her and had a long chat on on things as well. But let's jump on that interview and let's have a discussion on, on how she got her MVP. Excellent. Let's get moving. So thank you, Lindsay, for joining us uh, on the PMP Weekly. Uh, Let's start with basics. Who are you and what do you do for a living?
2: Uh, I'm Lindsay Shelton. I am a BizApps MVP since April of 23. So we're coming up on a year, I guess, now. (laughs) I get to start worrying about renewals soon. So that's (laughs) great, because I needed more anxiety in my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be all fine.
2: Everything's, yes. Fine. Yes. Everything's fine. Everything's uh, fine. And I am an application programmer at the Stowers Institute for Medical Research. It's a nonprofit in the Kansas City area over in the oh, US. Nice. Um, and so I basically do everything that my boss asks me to. So some power platform, some SharePoint, some Confluence, some Power BI, some, you know, just really I am a I'm a master a jack of all trades a master of none I guess
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it now is that work more on the is it across the spectrum from the low code no code no code low code to pro code or is it more on the makers builders and power platform side or how does it
2: it's it's a lot like I've done some sharepoint framework development um I but then I've also done power platform governance I basically set up all of our yeah. power platform governance And um, so some of it's what I, you know, they know that I obviously enjoy Power Platform, specifically Power Automate. It's really my jam. And so I'll look for opportunities to integrate that. But then it's also, hey, we need uh, you to figure out a PowerShell script that will modify these thousands of scientific project sites and update their left navigation in SharePoint. Go. So Lots of then, uh, new challenges every day at the very yeah. least, learning yeah. about all sorts of things.
0: Definitely. And that, that's how you learn new stuff as well, because there's new things. And then uh, if you're keeping open-minded and it's like, no, 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 I can't do that. It's always an option. But if you go to Google or Bing, typically there's an answer for it, but right?
1: That really, sure. So, so that, that is really a thing that intrigues me, like, because like there's there are folks who look at all of this like, oh my God, there are so many options, confusing, 10 ways to do things. And you seem to be like more relaxed about like yeah cool new thing I can I get to do this and this and this and this and this and, this and that and I am you know check of all trades like how do you how do you really experience that and how do you go about like having that attitude towards it?
2: Well, there's certainly spirals. Like if you just go on my Twitter, you'll see where I spiral. I, I think I had a recent post that was uh, a little uh, polarizing where I just said I hate PowerShell. Hate. And that was in the middle of <laughs> trying to figure out scripting to change all those yeah. left navs on all those sites. And so I'm not, you know, gonna pretend like I go into it like Mary Sunshine, like, I oh, no, no, I love, I love challenges <laughs> every day. <laughs> challenges are amazing. I love you know, challenges. There's some days. Come on, Alex, well, like, you'll
0: come join us.
2: I love exactly. it. <laughs> there's certainly days where I'm like, this is terrible. I hate yeah. this. Not again.
0: again.
2: (laughs) Not again, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I still have to figure this out. And um, that's really where the community has kind of stepped in. And so the resolution to that write the PowerShell script that'll loop through these thousands of sites was actually... I tweeted about it. I complained about it. I had all these people, PowerShell apologizers, um, coming in and <laughs> saying, we love it. No, we Clever. love it. And I said, well, can you get it to do this, this, and this? And I had, um, oh, I can't think of his name now. I'm, I'm going to be mad. Um, but one amazing uh, man who just was like, I've got a gin and tonic in some time. I'll script that right now. And he literally... <laughs> 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 the whole thing for me, I
1: was Who close. You go pilot and, if you get gin and tonic?
2: <laughs> I would, yeah. He's like, why not? He, he, I was close, but I certainly was not close to where he was. Yeah. And he popped it in the uh, samples gallery, and he's like, "Hey, here you go. Test it out. Tested it in dev. It worked perfectly."
1: <laughs> oh my god! Paul <laughs> cool.
0: Bollock or somebody else? Um, but, it's, yeah. um,
2: I can't think of his. I. I, I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going
0: to talk very <laughs> yeah, her. That's, that's all, good. Good. <laughs> all, good. All, good. all good. But yeah, isn't the, 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 the old learning within the internet is that if you go and complain that something isn't working, you will have better results on like 20 people coming and showing you how it actually, oh yeah, and also say wrong. something oh, that, that is utterly wrong. Just yes, something exactly. Like, so that's oh, going to be like awesome,
1: And
2: I'll show you why because I'm going to write the <laughs> exactly. with my Genitonic yeah. that's going to solve your problem <laughs> and it's going to do it in five minutes. I'm going to go. You're yeah. right. PowerShell's awesome when I don't have to write the
1: script. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote I'm going to take. No, no? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen <laughs> the
2: PowerShell shirts that are like powers? hell and it's like written in this metal like my
1: <laughs> <I haven't>. that, <laughs> that that's an now. idea right there let me let me see
0: if you can find the reference to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that can be challenging and especially i think in even in powershell the, the, the like when every every single scripting the challenge is finding out the right apis and automations and things to call it's not that you know you wouldn't be able to do things quite often um typically are able to make things magic happen, but it's it's just finding the right commandlets and okay, how do sure. I authenticate and how what what is this now? So
2: well and I yeah. lean pretty heavily these days on chat GPT to supplement my knowledge. And so that was one of the problems I ran into with the PowerShell situation is the um SharePoint commandlet was getting updated a lot more frequently than Chat GPT knew. Yeah. So then of mm. course I go over to the the Bing AI and it's it's a little more helpful, but it's still giving outdated information, and so yes. Yes. Um, it's not it's not a perfect system. But when you don't come from a pro co- pro code background, you know you just figure it out. <laughs>
1: yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. totally. And I guess also another aspect is like, as you said, like you've got experience, like you did some SPFX, you've done, you don't you you done a bunch of things you know the concept, like you know what a variable is and an yes. array and and iterating through elements in array, like you know that. But then every language has their own way of going about it and figuring out these little things like, oh, just get out of my way. Like I know what I need, just True. write it down. Uh, and the first
2: thing <laughs> I have to figure out in any language is how to console log, how to print that error out somewhere. <laughs>
1: yep. Yes, yes, yep. definitely, definitely. Yep.
0: I think there was a pretty recent meme, was it today when I saw it, there was a basically this dog is always insulting me, blah 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 blah, 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 And it was basically dog saying something like, well, you've been 20 years in IT and developer, but you still need to go Google to figure out how to do switch statements, which is like, yeah, yeah. Sure. so whatever. Not doing so, switch just, statements. Memorizing <laughs> things, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: terrible at memorizing things anyway. And so there. I mean, these tools, it, it relates back to my background as a teacher, you know, where there were certain people who came to it thinking it's important that everyone has this memorized and they know this. And I came to it with, and I had to evolve, you know, my thinking over time, but I eventually came to it with the aspect of. Well, kids are going to have all of these tools available in their yep. in their jobs, in the real world. So what's the point? Uh, we, we need to teach them how to use these tools responsibly versus yep. um, trying to restrict it and just spending all these times fighting uh, yep. the use of these yeah. things.
1: Uh, but that, that's a really interesting point. So, so I don't know, is that, is that an expression in the U.S., like open book uh, test?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, open yes. both tests. Yeah, exactly that. So wasn't was that already a thing? And how do you see that, for example, fit into things like you know, like you hear hear about the lead code test for folks who want to apply for a job? Like, how do you see all of that fit?
2: You know, I think it's I, I think the biggest thing that you can give our students that are, are going forward out into this world, because we don't know what the future is going to look like. You know, when I was teaching, I taught for 10 years. I taught uh, middle school, uh, starting with English and then transitioned into intro to tech, intro to engineering and the best thing that I could have given them is the ability to Google something, the ability to figure out what's a credible site, what's not a credible site, yes. what, you wow. know, how to skip the ad responses that are just there that you don't, you know, the sponsored um, responses that are in there. And, you know, educators net right now have an even bigger challenge with chat GPT. I, sure. one of my best friends is still a teacher at the high school level now. And um, she, she cracks me up with, some of the things that they do, like they'll just put random words into their prompts to students to catch them, you know, like see if chat GPT catches the word spoon that they just threw in the prompt that, you know, if, they, if you're actually responding on your own, you're not going to really notice the word spoon, but chat GPT is like, well, they mentioned spoon. We've got to include spoon somehow. And then they're not actually reading their responses. You know, that's lazy. That's like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that we are trying to, the teacher should be trying to stop and put a, put a limit to but the ability to you know yeah I use chat GPT in my job all the time and I'll cite my sources or I'll rephrase things as needed or it, you know those same skills are there. It's just yep stop fighting to pretend that everything's going to be like it was when you were in yeah. school because it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think it's like, like there was time in the past where it was all about knowing, knowing stuff. Like that was pretty, the advantage, like knowing things off the bat. Right? It was like yeah. access to information was uh, scarce. Whereas now it's like there's like tons of info, like finding the right things. As you say, like that is really the advantage, like knowing what is what is correct and also what is credible a, source exactly and what is, and what is the shortest yeah.
0: way to do that yeah. because like you can you, you, you can drown on in
1: you moment right lot right sure. yeah yes.
0: yes yes is it the same problem when we're trying to find something relevant for solving the technical problem right so you never know which links are actually so which which yeah. Whatever is credible or not, I you think gotta, in Finland, especially in yeah, sorry, yeah, you've
2: got to skim and see like, oh, is this Correct. relevant to my question? Is it not? Keep going.
0: Yeah, move yeah. along. And I think it's explicitly on the teaching and 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 the students, and especially in Finland. Well, I know Finland; they've been pretty high on the on the things. They're actually now dropping a bit on the on the you know the scale of school schooling system. Whatever it doesn't matter. But uh, what they've been trying to focus is really on that you know the the media media knowledge and and uh, which basically means credible and not credible source mm-hmm. and understanding how people are trying to influence you and you know teaching kids the how the world works behind the scenes rather than just the facts because facts yeah. we can get them now at the same time even chat GPT, you do not know if it's true or false whatever you're oh, getting for sure that's It says
2: right at the bottom, ChatGPT might be wrong sometimes.
0: (laughs) Who reads (laughs) it? I
2: trust you, I worship you, (laughs) ChatGPT.
0: <laughs> so how did you then transition uh from a teacher to be an i.t uh in the it what what was the the spark what what cost you the change
2: yeah so i uh i was getting burnt out you know i i started as a writing teacher where I was grading hundreds of essays every year uh at the eighth grade level and that was just... I mean, I lost my love for reading at that point because I was just doing so Mm. much of it for my job every single day and critical reading, you know, that I just, it it took me years to get that ability back to actually sit and enjoy reading a book without picking it apart and thinking like, Ooh, what's the score on a rubric and all of that. (laughs) And uh, I had been developing resources for making a paperless writing classroom, And they uh, at my district, they said, hey, we have these project lead the way positions open. Would you like to get trained and teach, you know, this at the sixth grade level? And that was, you know, a good, nice new challenge for me for a couple of years. But I was, again, getting burnt out. And I think just education wasn't necessarily where I was meant to be forever, And I went to, I was, I was looking for training jobs within companies because I didn't really know what else I could do. So I was looking and applying, but not getting anywhere because it is really hard for a teacher to get out of the field. And then I went to my cousin's future ex-wife's best friend's daughter's adoption party. (laughs) Wow. And, you know, say yes to you, the opportunities. you memorized
0: that, by the way. You clearly have memorized that. <laughs>
2: well, you have to. <laughs> and uh, there I met Sharon Weaver, who's an MVP and an yeah. RD. And she uh, and her husband were just sitting there and we were just chit-chatting ch- because my cousin's ex-wife wasn't there yet. And uh, so I didn't know anyone there. So we were just ch- chatting. I'm like, yeah, I'm a teacher, but I hate it. And she said, well, I'm I'm a tech consultant and I love it. And I ended up exchanging information with her. I started working for her part-time. And then March, 2020, uh, two big things happened. COVID hit. And I got offered a job full-time as a consultant with Sharon. So perfect, jet right out of there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
1: brilliant. What a story.
2: I only taught for two months during the pandemic, but it was... uh,
0: it was a rough two. Probably, months. yeah, that's probably a good yeah. thing. It's it's yeah. pro- wasn't the easiest time for no. teachers for sure. So no. definitely not. You know, so and then uh, with with Sharon uh, and with that transition, was that power platform or was that completely in that side, or how did she that was M265?
2: That was just kind of a, a generalist. Um, you know, she's more on the apps and services side. It's really the power platform. I just got excited about it, the more I learned about it, you know, I don't remember an exact moment where I thought, oh, Power Platform is really my wheelhouse, I just, I I have enough knowledge to be helpful in the pro code world, but not enough to sit down and write a SharePoint framework web part from scratch. And so I think maybe that's part of why I like Power Automate so much is that yep. I can use those concepts of variables, the loops and and the switch cases and things like that, but I can do it in a, a level that's much more accessible to me and where my skill level is at.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we need those as well because Power Platform is incredibly, incredibly powerful uh, yeah. uh, for doing the connections uh-huh. and everything else. See and doing that. There. Power Platform. <laughs> 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 but doing that as a pro thing <laughs> would be... Really, really hard. So, it, it actually, doing something like Power Platform, typically the integrations, what you can do with Power Platform, it would make it would be much more resources if we would do something like that with the Power, sorry, Pro Code. So, sure. Because Power Platform is so incredibly flexible. So,
2: and it just integrates so much easy, you know, correct. more easily with these different things. I w- I, I worked last week on implementing role level security in a Power BI report again not you know something that i consider to be my passion or anything but just what was asked. i was asked to figure out and then i had an existing power automate flow that i needed to update and figure out how to work that row level security in but that would have been so many extra steps and so much more work to integrate had i tried to set that up as, as something pro code for sure
1: hmm. yeah
0: yeah
1: makes perfect sense and, and then there's also this interesting approach right Because like Many folks, the way they look at it is like, well, I am a dev. So I'm going to look at the pro code stuff like the low code stuff isn't for for me. But on the other hand, I think what people often don't realize is that it's just yet another tool that you've got available in toolbox, right? And It's like, even for me, I love to code, but if I want to build something for me, like if I have a thing to accomplish, like, for example, I have, I've built a flow that every day will purge my deleted emails. I might have done it in code, but why? I can just do right. things, and it just works on a clock. Yeah, I don't need to host or deploy. Like I don't, and it, and and it works. Like I don't need anything else. It does its job. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and I think I learned that in my time as a consultant is just figuring out the right tool for the job, and it's not always going to be your favorite tool, but it's you know just there's plenty of tools in the ecosystem. You've just got to mix and match and figure out the right one. Yep
1: no at what at what point and because that wonders me at what point when you switched from being being a teacher and moved over to IT have you learned the it depends answer uh, <laughs>
2: let's see i learned that probably when i was a teacher oh really
1: uh, already you don't want
2: to you don't want to commit to anything you know especially when you're talking to parents uh you know hey what does timmy need to do to get his grade up from an f Well, it
1: depends. (laughs) And here I was thinking that it was an IT-only thing. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, no. (laughs) Because
2: Timmy, you know, has a 35%. And is Timmy going to stop goofing off in class long enough to actually complete some of these easy assignments that will help boost his grade up to a level where now he can retake this test? Or not? It depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good. That's really good. <laughs> it's amazing
2: how many of my skills I've been able to uh, generalize to the IT world. I did. Um cybersecurity training. I, I helped develop it with some people on our team at my current job and um did the training for everyone at the institute, which is also funny because now people come to me and they'll they'll forward me emails they think are phishing emails still. <laughs> I, yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> probably report that. <laughs> like I just did the training. Yeah. But um I did this training and you know, I I've I I it's a good way to also um, humanize the audience and, and get some humor into it. Cause I'll just say, Hey, you've been a great audience, but uh, if you, you know, whether you all could start throwing things at me and it really wouldn't faze me because I've, I've had it all. I've seen it all <laughs> when I've been yep. trying to teach and communicate. Yep, yeah. And so yeah, um, you know, it's it's a good uh humor uh, way to work in humor and make people laugh and and make it not so painful to go do an hour of cybersecurity training with me. Yeah, yeah. I can. And especially
0: yeah. as a teacher, you get to know a lot of people. You meet the parents. You need to deal with the difficult situation as well. So, which helps a lot as a consultant because guess what? There will be difficult situations. There's be and some it, bad
2: news sometimes. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: and and you might be the bearer of the, the bad bear- yeah. or or whatever, and then you need to be able to communicate clearly still and handle that situation gracefully so i think all of that i i I was a actually a substitute teacher when i was younger and i did a lot of lot of other you know younger what is it uh counseling and elementary school all of that stuff and, and a lot of other stuff as well so in a human level rather than just in it and that's helped a lot on being a consultant because again that makes us more humans and more approachable and therefore we're able to react on those different kind of people as well so
2: yeah you know i just really think that companies need to take chances more on on people who are career switchers because it really is had i gone to school and gotten a computer science degree would i probably be a better developer absolutely but i would be missing a lot of the skills that make me me and make me yep. uh unique contributor to where I work.
0: Yeah. And we need yeah, and developers, also, but we hand, also need the people who are able to communicate. So well, that's yeah, not And just, also, on know, the other hand, you might say,
1: like, which one is easier to learn? Sure. Right? Because, that's, like, that's tech, correct. loops, and arrays, like, you will grog that at some point. And sure, like, maybe you won't code, you know, new Windows or new OS. Not everybody needs to. Like, there's a bunch of folks who just build, you know, web parts and apps, business apps, yeah. and these aren't really that hard. You know, but then being able to, as you said, like deal with people, that's hard. That yeah. is genuinely hard, and then de- they don't. Need I need it to deal at, with all like every single
0: day. Yeah, and that's hard.
1: Like, <laughs> there you go. Like he's still, well. I mean, it depends, right? No.
2: I mean, yeah, it, he gets mad when you mute him and kick him out of meetings. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why so I've been doing it for so long. And like, he I thought it with her. your Wi-Fi. It's not. Ah. Yeah.
0: yeah. If, only. <laughs> if only I knew it earlier. <laughs> Good. Now, as part of then your journey from the IT, you got to be an MVP as well. So, um, how did that happen? How do you get to be? What What would be your tips on anybody who's like, yeah, I'm in the community. This is cool, but I I really want to have that MVP status. And and then the follow up question is like, what changed? Now that you're MVP.
2: I would say, um, for me, the 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 easiest way for me to get MVP is what was um to work with someone else who's an MVP already to find a mentor who's able to help walk me through the application process and you know understanding what contributions are and and categorizing them and and helping you know helping kind of coach you into that even before you get nominated as an MVP because it's about really you mentioned what has changed And for me, not a ton has really changed. And I don't think a ton should change when you make MVP, because you should be putting out content because you want to help people, not because you want to get renewed as MVP. I mean, yes, that's a side effect. I obviously would love that. But I want to put out content to, you know, when I was doing this real level security stuff, I, I came across a bug with the new power automate designer and it was so frustrating and um and in all of the google i didn't know it was a bug at the time and all of my googling i couldn't figure out what this identity blob value that they wanted to find me to input that was a required value was and i just thought i need to write a blog on this because future me you know would have really appreciated that or past me would have really appreciated this current me already figured out that it's not actually a required field it's just a bug um but so i'll i'll write things a lot of times even just for me and then i hope that other people are going to be in maybe the same niche situation that i've found myself in through my work and find my blogs to be helpful and so that's that's why i do it is you know for future me for future you for future everyone
0: (laughs) yeah for everyone Everyone. but wouldn't but but now you're sharing your knowledge for free for other people to benefit Hmm.
2: well (laughs) listen i was a middle school teacher for 10 years i'm used to doing stuff for free
1: (laughs) (laughs) ouch (laughs) too soon well yeah (laughs) no but it's it's i
0: i think it may it, it it is a certain let's say a certain mindset um i don't know what it is but certain people are built in a way that it's it's helping others is is more you know in inside of the person and you can't help itself and it's like it's it's not about yeah i have this precious thing but guess what if i don't share this precious thing nobody will never know that there's a precious thing and that's a one thing one consideration as well and, and if we help others then they help us and everybody succeeds and it's 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 a much better world so well if I, you know sounds... if
2: you're worried about Money making money from it or finances, then put those blogs on your resume when you're applying for a new job, and then say, "Look, yep. at how much I'm helping people, other people." And then if you find an employer that values that, then maybe they'll make it rain. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, <laughs> and maybe you should be valuing or looking for an employer who values the MVP Absolutely. and all of that stuff. because yeah. otherwise, that's like, well hey, this is part of the deal. So yeah, the we can see the MVP yeah. marker behind of your back. So that's why I'm pointing there, so, but it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's yours, Waldeck? It used to be there, it used to be there. <laughs> they're all here, yeah, they're all Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go, uh, yeah.
1: there
0: we go. <laughs> still there. All, like a whole stack, <laughs> a whole
1: stack of them. I had
2: to print mine out myself.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I'm because you, you are not, not, not having them anymore. That's true. Well, yeah, oh, I had yeah.
2: to print mine.
1: Mmm. I they have sent me was this. 12 one, of them still there, so oh yeah. With that the disc, disc yes.
2: With the disc. I got the yes. disc at least.
1: I have only that one. So shouldn't so. you have two? like five years and 10
0: years? Uh, I have the 10-year so years. There you go. I only have this one. Oh, yeah, that one, too. Well, I have this one in a different direction. But that's the bigger one, because that's 15. So that's You get very, a so special reward three, for five years
2: in addition to five, the last one?
0: 10, 15, five, 20, 25, mm-hmm. 30. And then they get bigger and bigger. So I can actually So this is kind of a, it's hard exercise. to understand how he big exercise is. That's
1: why
0: he's so strong. Jeez. Mm-hmm. One second. Ah. <laughs> So you gotta work out more, buddy. It's <laughs> not small. And it wow. does actually weigh it a lot. This you know. is the first time I'm that's hearing 10, about this. Yeah, that's 15. So now and the color coding actually. To is aligned as well so and then on 25 you get with with all all four right yes yes yeah. and then like 30 it will start getting really interesting so you will get i rock. think 20 is already that you're basically it has the the box which you're bringing, it has wheels so you can actually it <laughs> because of the weight so
2: i have a bad back i'm gonna need accommodations when i hit 20 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there will be a truck that will come offloaded <laughs> yes i i did a shelf yeah. <laughs> I, I pretty recently one of my uh, friends or, or persons in europe um, just resigned from microsoft at, uh, after 36 years so wow. that's, that's a that's like a lifetime 36 <laughs>
1: wow. 36 so. so they've seen windows
0: one? No, they so
1: when the Windows one eighty eight.
0: I guess I guess it was eighty eight. Yeah! Four. Wow. It's, was
1: MS
2: DOS a precursor to Windows? That's what I remember playing on when I was three or four.
1: I had MS-DOS I have an first.
2: Sesame Street game. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So there was DOS. There was Win- Windows one, Windows 3.1. Yes. Oh, so there we go. Cool. That
2: letter go around, along with the code. The, the, you had to type in to get it to run <laughs>
0: wow
2: got the floppy disk along with the uh, things that you oh that, put on that, that's keyboard. a big one that's
0: the five oh five that's inch. yeah that's the yeah five inch that's, that's cool real floppy these are the, the, the floppy
2: the, floppy disks the, yes yes
0: yeah, yeah, exactly real <laughs> you printed a oh, save no. icon yeah. um. <laughs> oh good time I just aged myself
2: is what I just did <laughs>
0: Yeah. I think I have some save icons somewhere in my no, it doesn't matter. So we don't need to start. <laughs> and I, I know where my Zoom is. Zoom is over there as well. So <laughs> but anyway, technology. Oh
2: technology. <laughs> yeah, my dad actually um I was inspired to career change by my dad because he we had a um, family hunting stores that his dad owned and my dad hated hunting didn't didn't like it at all and so he actually in the you know late 90s early 2000s bought went and got books at the library about html css graphic design and formed his own web design graphic design company and then when dick sporting goods came into town and then bass pro shops and then cabela's and all of the other hunting stores that are you know Sh- shut us out of business. Uh, he had a career to pivot to. He had his his second cool. job already. So, cool.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And they, that's how you got to in- involved in computers, right?
2: Yeah. So from cool. there's a picture of me on my dad's lap when I was three, on our like MS DOS, you know, very uh, boxy computer yeah. on our first computer in our house. Uh, just learning learning how to type, learning how that's to.
1: So cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, game. that's so cool. Yeah. Different days right. Yeah. I I recall I learned HTML from a book and back then uh we would have at home an uh Amiga right and that didn't that didn't have have a browser. So the way I would build a website is I would start the emulator of MS-DOS, write it there in text, save it on a floppy, go to a neighbor who had a machine with with <laughs> Windows 9 and 95 to be able to see the website that I built. <laughs>
2: So if you had one typo, you were just got to go back? Yeah, no typos.
1: No typos. (laughs) It just works. It just works. I got started
2: on Microsoft Front Page, I think it was called. Yeah. Uh, I had an Archie comic website in middle school. Mm, Uh, Betty's Archie comic hangout, I think is what it was called, (laughs) or something like that. I've tried to find it on the Wayback Machine and have not been successful. I was so sad.
0: No, no. (laughs) now um what what then that's a good recap on history we shouldn't be doing that too much because then it's like what what always sounds way too long i just recently history, dyed
2: but... my hair so i i could <laughs> pass for younger <laughs>
0: that, yeah yeah uh, uh, okay.
1: okay okay
0: you're so, blonde it doesn't show vessa yeah you're, you're <laughs> cheating
2: yeah it's cheating so,
0: what now, now, Lindsay? What's next for you uh, from a career perspective? You're you're doing the day-to-day thing within your existing company and and mm-hmm. evolving there, um, getting a new MVP uh, renewed. Is yeah, that a-
2: that's, I mean that's the goal is just uh, focus on getting uh, renewed for the first year for MVP or for my second year, I guess. And uh, I booked my tickets. I'm going to room with Kat Schneider actually at MVP summit this year.
1: Cool. Uh, cool. I couldn't
2: go last year. Cause I got announced in April and MVP summit was like April 18th. Yes. So I'm like, can't really make this one work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this will be my first official one I'm going to. And yeah. so really just um, like that. And I'm, I've been applying to speak. Uh, it, it, I've loved the opportunities that I've gotten to speak and travel and so I've got a couple of uh, call for speakers out there. I'm just waiting to hear back from and yep. uh, just continue to learn. There's so much to learn every day, and I look forward to those opportunities.
0: Now, before we actually close up, that's actually good, just a, a donkey bridge, as we say in Dutch and in in Finnish, which is a segue. Now, how do you stay up to date uh, on this? Like you said, there's so many things happening. Uh, any tips or how do you stay up to date on 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 what is relevant and what's not relevant
2: i use um twitter a lot and i refuse to call it x because that's stupid i <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I i use it's twitter okay yeah. um that i use twitter a lot i and i use that to connect to community members and, and learn from other people and it helps me to see you know what is microsoft tweeting about what are what's Amazon tweeting about? What, you know, what are these different big tech companies tweeting about and what uh, are they prioritizing? And then all the time I'm opening tabs open. I I have absurd amount of tabs open, just the things that I've found from my Twitter feed that I'm like, Oh, I want to do this learned course. I want to do this. And, and so that's probably my biggest source. And I also have a really great group of, uh, friends that I've made through the community. Um, like I've got Kat Schneider and, uh, Natalie Leanders, who we've got like a Twitter group chat that we're chatting in every day. And there's a MPPC women's only chat that we're in and WhatsApp. And so, you know, yeah. we'll use that to kind of keep each other apprised of, uh, you know, Hey, what's the newest co-pilot that we've got to pay attention to? <laughs>
0: yeah. Have you seen this? Um, yeah, I think that's, this. Have you that's definitely the, core value of MVPs and communities and everything else is those personal connections and then getting those groups in place and then learning from others. Uh, yeah. Because again, other people are finding cool stuff and then they share that uh, definitely.
2: And then uh, sharing out cool stuff when you find it too for yes, sure. Yeah, pay, exactly. Paying it back.
0: Exactly. Pass it forward. Pay it back. What yeah. is what's the right term? I always Both. forget about it. Both. Both. Pay it, forward. Pay it back, you can pass it forward. <laughs> pay it forward. Pay it. To pay it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pay uh, it back. Yeah. It's a payback. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll be back. Yes. <laughs> now um, we we typically do a quick recap on also what's happening uh, within upcoming let's say months or weeks uh, or within this week. Uh, anything interesting on on your table? Uh, what are you working on? Just for you know those people who are like okay, so MV Linz is an MVP and working on those kind of things. So how does the day to day work look like? What what's what what does that look like?
2: Um. I don't have I, I just put out a new blog today. I don't know. I guess <laughs> that.
0: that's good. That's good. What was that all about? <laughs>
2: uh, the row level security. So I wrote the blog that I yes. needed to find a week ago. Yep.
0: I think that's always the easiest way to actually share learnings. So and we're just starting on one, just a reference point on that one. We're starting again on internally one, what a, a bit larger project. But in that project, I was just providing feedback earlier today that, OK, so as the project is coming out, one of the 25% of our resources will have to be put on the fact that we're extracting the relevant information uh, because that that is a core part of you know sharing Others and learning by yourself is like okay, I I done this project, I done now this thing. What did I learn? And then write it to yourself within your blog, and then somebody else will benefit out of that. Um, that's and I know that's
2: primarily what I use my blog for is is yeah. um, helping. I, like when I, you know, if I've tried to update my resume or something, I'll go back through my blog and try to remind myself what projects have I worked on and what, yeah. what things have I done because it's so varied it's so different there's so many different things that you it's easy to forget
0: yep yeah yeah and classic a classic joke which i told a few times in a, in the show as well but i still uh-huh. remember i i used <laughs> 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 thank you Walt. i i used to write i used to have my personal blog unfortunately msdm blocks are no longer available whatever happened. it's okay but i remember working in a large project where the person we had a debate with one other architect and then the person came to me showing a website and saying see this Vesa person within his blog saying and I'm like you do know that I'm that person and that discussion ended quite quickly <laughs> this but person here from see, Microsoft says it's like you know that's so me <laughs> if you, you used to blog
1: when you learn things since you're no longer does it mean that you're not longer learning new things I'm
0: I'm sharing more broadly the learnings. Uh, not just within Where? Forms, uh. <laughs>
2: I, I know the day someone quotes my blog to me, I'll just retire. I'll be like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm like,
1: I am that person. <laughs> well, and the, the best part is like, argue. Just argue. Just stand there and yeah. argue. Yeah. And it was like, yep, it's me. I
2: yes. I'm like, what else do you think Lindsay said that was so smart? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me everything.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, well,
0: I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But thank you, Lindsay, for joining us, uh joining us on the on the discussion. Really good call uh to catch up. I think we met last time face to face in uh, Las Vegas. Um uh, Yeah, in you see uh, maybe. Yep. Yeah. No, it was actually Microsoft for... like Conference. I
2: yeah, that one was fun because I didn't actually have a ticket. I just <laughs> I just flew to <laughs> Vegas and uh yeah. hung out. <laughs>
0: Why not? That is you. an option yeah. as well. So definitely an option as well. Yeah. Um, and and this year, but there's the Microsoft 365 conference, that, but now it's in Orlando, but then MPC, Microsoft Power Platform Conference is in Las Vegas again yep. this year as well. So Hopefully great opportunities. There of,
2: again, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Have you submitted?
2: Uh, MPPC, the Call for Speakers is not out yet.
0: Okay, okay. But you are planning to submit? Yes, definitely. Cool. We'll keep the fingers crossed. Uh, so definitely, <laughs> but all the best, uh, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us. Really cool to have have you on the show. Yes, and it's
2: been great. Thank you guys so much. Thank totally, you, thank
0: you. Uh, and from here, we'll jump on the on the weekly articles with Wildec. So let's jump from them. Thank you, Lindsay. And excellent. Thank you, Lindsay. One more time on the discussion uh, and uh, within the show, it's time to go to the article. Or, time to go to the yes. articles. Yes
1: what do you have for us
0: this time <laughs> okay so let's start with a, a microsoft articles like typically and then we're going to flow uh to the other articles with the community uh so first of all um I a three again on the microsoft team site uh on the december 2023 announcements and, and updates and all of that stuff there's a lot of, lot of interesting stuff uh rolling out um this one for example is something what i use quite Often internally in internal messaging, which is you're able to create your header section pictures uh, directly using the Microsoft uh, Designer, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I right now it's a bit too limited because it gives you the choice of options, and then none of those options are not necessarily always nice. So it's like no, no, give me more. I, this is but still, it's it's actually quite nice. Uh, that you can, yeah. <laughs> Work on your prompts, and then make sure that you have the the right uh, questions and and all of that. Uh, now, a lot of lot of other stuff as well. Loop components, a lot of other other capabilities, of course, in Teams. Not that many as in the previous months, but again, still a lot of lot of stuff. Even though it was December and a holiday season, so a lot of announcements, of course, across the board. The same also within the from the Microsoft uh, sorry from the SharePoint side. Uh, SharePoint monthly is typically not just about SharePoint; it's also about all of the other related technologies like OneDrive and Viva and all of that stuff. So a lot of announcements here as well and a new intra Zone episode, uh, this time uh, talking about uh, what's rolling out now in SharePoint and related technologies in 2023. So that's kind of the podcast um, summary. But a lot of lot of new features here related on signatures, SharePoint D signature, which is something that we announced in Ignite as an example, which is now available. And then a lot of capabilities in Stream, Viva, OneDrive and all of that stuff. These are really, really great summary blog posts. So thank you. Thank you for both, I think it was Steve, wasn't it? Was it Steve? Yes, yeah, Steven and, and Mark for actually collecting all of these changes, so awesome stuff. Good, good, good. Uh, from my uh, side, I just updated or shared this one earlier today, uh, which is the most widely used SharePoint ISVs from the stores from December 2023 edition. This is SharePoint framework ISVs, so that includes anybody who is targeting uh, SharePoint frameworks for SharePoint, Viva or Microsoft Teams. and basically listing the, the top 10 uh, summary and top 10 uh, ISV providers over there. Um, I have to say this, but I'm not going to do too much details. What about the AI extensibility story with SPFx? Yep. More details coming, so not going to oh, go to too much. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, we also had a blog post on the Viva site related on catch your compliance, a copy of the Gartner 2023 market guide for voice of the employee solution. That's actually really, really cool. Um, and a lot of lot of interesting Gartner data analytics. And of course, of Viva is well represented across the stack uh, because it has quite a few modules and it's actually aligning on the employee experiences set up. So, a lot of great stuff over there. Now, oh, it's me again. Uh, so on the Vivo Connection blog, <laughs> a bit older so blog post, not today. <laughs> so, but something what we released actually on the uh, mid December. Not the optimal time for releasing anything new, but this is actually in preview, which is the introduction to new a- advanced API features of Viva Connection Card Designer. So this is actually pretty cool. So, without code. So without pro development experience without Visual Studio, you can actually build Microsoft Craft powered experiences within the Viva Connection. Uh, right now the experience is a bit uh not optimized that much, but it's 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 gonna get really nice. Well, can I zoom in a bit more efficiently? It will get a nicer designers and look and feel and live previews and all of that and test buttons for the API calls and all of that. So it's actually pretty, pretty critical cool, uh, to make things work. Um, now I you can barely see that, but that's not a capital P.
1: Correct, I can see it. Oh my God. Oh, fix it, <laughs> fix it, data source, SharePoint with a
0: little case P. Now, with all the honesty, I know that that's a Figma file, so it's it's basically coming from a Figma, so it's not a doesn't it's matter, fix final, it. <laughs> It's not the final experience, so... <laughs> But yeah, you can technically hit SharePoint APIs or Microsoft Graph APIs without uh, development uh, experience within the Vivo connection cards. And that's actually pretty cool, so.
1: One interesting thing, you mentioned Graph. To access Graph APIs, you need to have access to it, meaning you have to have access tokens token with the right scopes. How do you, if you use the non-code approach to
0: build these cards, how do you grant access to Graph? Administrator still has control, and administrator is responsible of granting those APIs, which will be then available within the Vivo connection cards. So it's still. And then,
1: then they will have to do it through PowerShell because there is no package for you to install anywhere.
0: Um, there's no package to be installed. Uh, you can do it through PowerShell, CLI, or with UI in the Entry gotcha. ID. And uh, You can directly, of course, do that in there. Oh, OK, store. yeah. So, gotcha. so okay. either way, but as an administrator, you decide what are the APIs which are available for the end users, which can then create uh, API powered experiences like my events and my emails are the good examples in here. So my upcoming events with graph or my recent emails uh, with graph as well. So those examples, by the way, are available uh, within the video and then within the assets. So if somebody wants to build them. Now, there was also quite a few developer Microsoft 365 developer blog posts, Uh, custom encryption with customer owned keys now generally available. I have to say this, as a Microsoft employee uh, and a person who thinks or makes a lot of time on communications, um, this title is missing where and what. <laughs> but it clarity in is in here uh, in the in the things. But it would be nice if the title would actually have the context. Uh what, what is the title all about? So but Technically, what we're doing is that the, the encryptions. Um, this is something what's been really visible here and there, and it's getting more widely available uh, across the Microsoft 365 and Azure. So you can bring your own keys uh, available, so which are used for encryption. So that will make sure that anybody cannot access the stuff. You own your stuff and your content. So that's yeah. The, that the this key. is
1: about encrypting the data you extract using Microsoft Graph Data Connect. So oh, true. Not the data true. in 365 well, at large.
0: True. True. This is for the extracting the data at scale. Correct, correct. But you can secure that as well with your own Correct, case. correct. Yes, yes. But it's actually the title is kind of missing the context. And uh, GDC, yeah. For what? <laughs> yeah good, and deprecation of entity-based context in uh, Outlook add-ins. There was a small reaction on this one in the Twitter. I just saw Paul Balak. I think, called that out. So this is something which we introduced at some point uh, for Outlook add-ins, but then that context in the based contextual well, outlook addings are deprecated, and that's going to go away uh, for the future, no longer investments within here. Uh, the timeline is actually pretty fast, if I remember correctly. Where was the timeline? Q2.24. Uh, well, Q2, 20, yeah, that's pretty, pretty fast, actually, uh, since it's oh, already deprecated. January.
1: doesn't mean remove. That's true. That's so. true.
0: That is. Uh, you are again correct on on the, our, we need to focus a bit more on the communications because this one actually says that it's deprecated the deprecation means that it's no longer area where we are investing but it doesn't yeah, mean it's still end works of life yeah however uh it wants yeah retiring on them yeah Once that retired, is a different thing altogether correct so i'm so at, the retirement meaning
1: it stops working
0: yes A bit confused. Uh, Maybe we'll need to ping Sam on updating the blog post now that I'm having this discussion um, luckily recorded as well. (laughs) (laughs) I will ping Sam related on that one to provide some clarity uh, with this one because it is not clear uh, what's actually happening here. What are we announcing? Is it deprecation or, or is it end of life? Now, best practices for designing uh, Word, Excel, and PowerPoint add-ins. So this is a series which uh, the office add-ins people are providing. So basically, once a month or quite often, they actually provide updates related on office adding capabilities and and also learnings what people are doing. So that's really, really cool. Uh, Not just new announcements, but also best practices um, and how people should be implementing things. So thank you, Skylar, for that one. Uh, Tony Balkan has also a series. uh, He is representing the certification side of the add-ins. and applications. Um, so Microsoft 365 certification framework creates more streamlined process for ISVs. And this is really around getting that certification done. Um, and then as you are certified in app source, your application will be more preferred application because you've been double-checked and then customers can trust your application. Right? Yes. Good way of explaining that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say your application would be more preferred, but it will be basically it's an additional la- layer of checks showing Correct. that there was additional set of checks that has been have been run on your
0: app yes yes absolutely absolutely um top five app source validation errors for office settings uh elizabeth is having this monthly series as well these are really good uh related on so the common failures as people are putting their settings in the store and considerations related on that. this is how you should be then addressing those issues so there's quite a quite often uh, the top five top ten issues are exactly the same so people are running into exactly the same policy violations which they should be considering so really very good good stuff and then uh, the last one from december is from mysa around write simple faster code with new microsoft Graph java sdk version 6 which is now available mm-hmm. um, Generated using Kyoda, uh, which by the way, we missed that one article, uh, which is around using Kyoda also in the GitHub APIs. So that was actually an interesting announcement. Isn't it? Isn't it on the. We we don't have it open in a tab, so it it would. Oh yes, yeah,
1: so we cannot <laughs> mention it. Of course, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kitap kithub also announced that they're using Kyota as the the automatic API SDK creation tooling against their APIs. So it's really really cool. So great job for the Kyota team on on making that happen as well. So really really cool stuff. Now on the Microsoft 365 platform community blog, there was quite a few blog posts here as well. So SharePoint embedded overview and example scenarios. This is a duplicate uh, from uh, Voitano's entry. Actually, let's do that. Um, It's, I guess it's more fair to open up the Voitano's entry uh, from uh, AC. So really talking about the SharePoint embedded and what it actually means, uh, and what are the example scenarios and what you can actually do with that. Uh, It's basically an isolated, container uh, for storing files and assets um, but it gives you interesting set of capabilities and options if you build your own solution so you do not for example if your solution exposes upload a file you don't need to worry about well the file is being stored. you can store the file within the customer tenant and that's actually really really cool scenario so then the file and information never leaves leaves the customer tenant location
1: and I guess there's also like the first things ISVs would ask, okay, so who's going to pay for storage? Who is built? Is it the ISV Correct. being billed Correct. or the customer being billed? So there are Correct. always, you know, that kind of thing. And I guess that we have answers for them available around
0: that. Yes, yes, definitely. There's options and all of that uh, on that as well. Now, the, the second blog post here is from Alex, Automatically generate flow workflow and business rule documentation. That's actually really cool. So um, automation documentation is always good. So and if we can automate the documentation of what we do, we will reduce a lot of, lot of uh, resources and time. So basically running through automations and running over auto, uh, power automate to actually generate automatic documentation. That's actually really, really cool. That's cool. <laughs> this is really, really good. Because you need to have that documentation in place to understand what, what all of the different flows are doing within your environment for sure. Good. Uh, another one from AC. I'm going to actually open up this one also in here as uh, from his own blog, because that's the original thing. Uh, SharePoint Adding Model Retirement and other services unpacked. Um, good, good, good reminder again. We announced the SharePoint Adding Model Retirement does not impact SharePoint framework but uh, adding model which was introduced 2012 uh, is now going to get retired and eventually has an end of life so not just deprecated, but also retirement so and AC is basically walking through the different options and scenarios and why and then how do you sign up uh, how do you how do you do other stuff uh, how do you implement the new stuff uh, without adding model uh, so from ACS to Azure AD and all of that. intra AD, from ACS to intra ID, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> then we have a new version of the CLI that came out uh, in the last days of December.
1: Correct, new month, new release of CLI from Microsoft 365. The command line tool that allows you to manage Microsoft 365 tenants and SharePoint framework projects. And th- this time around, we introduced new commands for Uh, managing Entra ID. We have some new commands for working with the external connections, which allow you to ingest external content to Microsoft 365, so that you can use it with Microsoft Search, Microsoft Copilot, and so forth and so on. And then a bunch of improvements that we do every month, basically with the idea to give you a tool that works better, faster, more reliable, and with more options. So definitely recommend it. Check it out if you see Microsoft 365. Download the version seven point three and give it a try.
0: Excellent. Then we had a blog post from Victor Vilain. Uh, this is from the twenty first of December, um, so we're kind of a gathering a bit longer time period because we are back from the holiday break. We did announce retirement of your teams. Um, technically, you can still use it, but there's no longer investments on the YO, so, we so we're not pulling that away. <laughs> well, yeah. Now within that. Point of view, but there's no longer support or work being done for it. So that's yeah. kind of the key difference for your teams. We're not pulling it out from npm, and that's not the intention. Um, but it's basically aligning on the Teams Toolkit um, future. Uh, the Yo teams was the the only way of building Teams applications at some point. Um, and funny enough, this is magically Victor Villains originally created solution. So it was originally even community-created solution uh, for making things happen. And of course, you could still do Teams application before the Teams toolkit was just by having a manifest and pointing that to your solution, but your Teams made it easier. And then at some moment of a time, Teams toolkit version one came along and then that started evolving. And now it's actually pretty far and pretty mature. So it's time to kind of retire to your Teams as well. So, which is great, but more than 100,000 downloads uh, within the uh, from for the usage. That gives us some sort of a a scale of usage. So really, really awesome journey and a lot of people who contributed on this uh, journey. So thank you everybody for that one. Good, good, good. Now, Mahmoud Hassan had a post uh, related on Microsoft Copilot service preview. First look admin uh, experience demo. So this is basically a video which is then showing casing. What is it showcasing, Wallet? Well, it's exactly as it says, Microsoft <laughs> Copilot, right? Yes, <laughs> the administrative experiences of the Copilot. Uh, so how do we actually configure those uh, connections uh, and the Copilot for service? Yeah, anyway. Thank you, Mahmoud. On on that one, uh, so really, really cool. We have another one from you as well, which is around uh, end user experience uh, for the for the Copilot service preview, um, and a video experience on that one as well. And This is actually quite nice to have the video directly within here, not just going to the YouTube and you know yeah. cross linking and things. So awesome stuff as well. So how do we how can we build those? Cope custom copilot and how we actually use it then from an user perspective. So really really cool. More and more uh, investments on the copilot and AI for sure from Microsoft side. Now uh, Marcus Miller had a blog post on demystifying Teams creation with resource specific consent in Microsoft 365. What is, what is RSC? What is resource-specific consent? Basically, the idea is right that your app only has permissions to do the specific
1: things it needs, without the resources is get assigned to. So, for for example, imagine that you install a Teams app in a Teams team, then you can set up your uh, app to only have access to resources within that one team, as opposed to all of the different teams, right? So that is kind of like the whole premise of RSC, which is which means that your thing whether that's an app or something else only have access within the resources it's got directly access to and nothing else
0: yep that's actually really really cool so we don't have to grant higher level permissions we can only request permissions to the minimal set of required assets so just recap on there so really really cool now on the SPFx side, or from Julie, there was an SPFx command set dialogs without DOM manipulation using H2O React. This is actually really, really cool. Uh, so basically, Julie has a blog post related on how can we do this kind of panel, uh, sidebar panels and uh, dialogs and modal dialogs without, uh, what are they, CSS hacks. So there's a ways of doing this. Manipulating DOM, yeah. So, which is actually really, really cool, super useful and and a classic scenario what people are doing within their extensibility with libraries or lists and all of that. So thank you for that one. H2O is a really, really cool stuff as well. Michael Mendes has a blog post on using JavaScript and Cloud Flows to download files from SharePoint Document Library in Power Pages. Hmm.
1: Mm. That's actually interesting. Power Pages with JavaScript. That's interesting. <laughs> I
0: didn't know you I didn't know you could embed JavaScript in there. On power pages, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely you can get an access on CSS and all of the background things. It's actually surprisingly flexible um mm. in the end. That's but it's cool. it's yeah. It's basically empower with the track and drops and do things, but then if needed you can go behind the scenes there's always the, the escape somewhere. hatch. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's, I would say that this isn't the exception Exception within the Power pages, because again, on the other Power platforms uh, applications, you cannot, there's no, you know, you cannot open up a, a Visual Studio code and do a modification. That is not possible. But with Power pages, you actually can. You can <laughs> do more sophisticated uh, experiences as well. So, well, because at the end of the really day, cool. maybe that's HTML, whereas a Power App is not HTML. Correct, correct, that is correct. Well, I don't know if it is,
1: I don't, I don't know what it is exactly,
0: but I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's... technically it's HTML, but if it's in browser, it's what else can it be than an HTML? Flash!
1: <laughs> Silverlight. For sure.
0: Silverlight. Yes. J- J- Java what if? What if it's <laughs> a Silverlight? <life? laughs> so <just> Lesson,
1: <laughs> there are many things that run, that, that run in browser. True, that's fair. That's fair. Like silver light, you say? Yes. <laughs> I mean just the other day I saw image of somebody updating their flash support.
0: So like ah okay.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Apparently still a Macromedia. thing. Yeah, apparently. Now, on the 365 Message Center show, there was a new episode. Uh, the latest episode is in December 18th. I think the guys will be back pretty soon uh, with the latest episode starting from this year, uh, Discovery, Feed-in, Teams, Copilot, and Vivian Cage. And again, basically walking through all of the latest news within the, uh, within the Message Center for administrators, so what's coming up and the latest announcements. And there's also a video version of this available. Uh, April had a new uh, video related on what's prompt catalog on how you can build one. So that's actually really, really cool. So basically how can we share prompts between the other people within the company? Um, So which helps on understanding, oh, that's how I can adjust the prompts, which is always smart. Build a community of prompt creators within your company and then learn from each other. So It's a really, really cool idea. Uh, Shane has a new uh, video as well uh, on power apps select multiple items in a gallery so how can we implement that kind of a thing and experience Uh, so that's really really cool um ac had a uh, sorry the video related on the stuff what we actually mentioned already which has benefits of sharepoint embedded uh overview with examples and here we need to explicitly call this out sharepoint with the capital P, Copilot with lower key please remember and share with an AC, you should know this. You've been <laughs> on this world for a, quite a long time. So yikes, uh, that's at least correct. So it's clearly a small typo. Things happen, so it's okay. And then the last video from the day uh, or article from the day is from Paolo had a new testing rate limitators using Microsoft Dev Proxy. Can you do a quick recap? What is again, the Microsoft Dev Proxy? Why would I care?
1: DevProxy is a tool that allows you to si- 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 simulate the behaviors of APIs that you use in a cloud uh, on your box, right? Because like, imagine you use Microsoft Graph, right? You cannot, you cannot force Graph to fail with an error so that you can see how your app is going to react to errors. But yeah. you want your app to be able to handle these errors that eventually will occur anyway. And whether that's Microsoft Graph or some other API, SAS API, or even your own APIs that you've got in your, your company, you want to be able to simulate errors on them so that you can build robust apps that handle errors and don't just break right so that's exactly what you can do with proxy you can simulate all these behaviors and errors on any api out there again whether your own
0: or in a cloud and ensure that you build better apps yep makes perfect sense cool that's it that's all the videos and articles for today so what's next What's next? It's a new year, new chances. <laughs> We've been just talking
1: about uh, Dev Proxy. Surprise, surprise, we will have a new version coming soon with a bunch of improvements, new features, so definitely stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, as the month progresses towards the end of the month, we'll have another version of CLI for Microsoft 365, but there's still a few weeks out. Uh, we are finishing some of the work that we started already last year around new content on Learn for extending content uh, cope. I love myself 365. So that is coming uh, soon too. Uh, Other than that, it's January. I'm curious where everybody has been what they have been thinking about or not. And what's next?
0: Sure, sure. How about you? Uh, well, for this week, I think we we will go GA with the Botpart part ACs pod uh, part Viva connection extensibility, which is really cool. We're working with Paolo PLRC. Paolo is one of the vendors working for us nowadays. So we're working on the documentation videos and and all of that stuff. So that's coming out this week, uh, which is really really cool. Unless there's any last minute surprises, but but again, it should Surprise. be completely fine. Surprise delayed. Um, That has happened every now and then, you know, that's part of the product cycle, uh, finding something a bit late, but then you need to pull things, Um, most likely not gonna happen this time. But yeah, we're back with the community calls uh, where you will be presenting as well, actively within upcoming weeks uh, and months actually even, which is really, really cool. Oh my god, at least two community calls every single week, uh, which is cool. A lot of other stuff as well. I think, yeah, this will be interesting to see where we are heading. Um, we can clearly see, I think it's fair to say, from inside of Microsoft, AI, AI, AI is is even more prominent and visible as the focus area on everything, which is as expected, so um, for sure. Um, at the same time, we shouldn't be just forgetting about everything else, so let's, you know, so be thoughtful about that one as well. AI, 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 yes, absolutely 100%, but let's be thoughtful about the baseline services have to work as well, so, which is important. Yes. Yeah. Cool, I guess that's it. Uh, that is that is the story for today. Thank you, Lindsay, one more time for joining. Uh, we'll be back within a week uh, as we, now we'll be back within a week's weekly show please use hashtag bmp weekly if you are in twitter x whatever the service is nowadays called or even in in linkedin uh, linkedin hashtag bmp weekly works as well we are catching those uh, from that side as well so please let us know uh when you're writing and creating cool stuff uh so we're able to cover that but i think that's it thank you Waldek. that is it
1: that is it thank you and see you next week sounds good cheers